Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and other assorted gender assignations. Welcome back to the Bored to Death Binge Cast, where we take TV shows and movies and talk about them in easily digestible chunks. I am Jay Winger, being joined again by Chris Z, and welcome to the last binge cast for Mobile Suit Gundam. We're done after this. No more. We are free. We are free. <laughs> uh, in case you couldn't tell, uh, Zeke is a little excited because he's he he just wants to be done with this particular series so we can move on to the next uh, in the Gundam series. Wait, th 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 there's more. <laughs> oh, I thought we were done with the whole thing. You know, it's like Star Wars; it's never ending. Yeah. <laughs> It's a never-ending story, but no, we are planning on doing more Gundam stuff, but we're going to be doing shorter shorter series in, in future mm -hmm. ones, so relax, Zeke, it's not going to be as interminable as this one may have seemed. Unless, like Chris says, the other one of 50, how many episodes is Zeta? Zeta Gundam is 50 episodes. That's, that's, <laughs> that, that is going to be a long haul. We may experiment with doing other approaches to how we uh, present the binge cast for those, but that's... For us to figure out later, uh, you alcohol. don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, maybe with alcohol later. Wait, you can't drink. Oh, I can drink. Just it's bad for my health. Technically, it's bad for everybody's health. Yep. Diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the main thing. You got the beatus. <laughs> Diabetes doesn't affect drinking. It's the thyroid that affects the drinking. You do have a thyroid problem, though. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, on medical bins. <laughs> yeah, we're not, you don't you don't you don't care too much about our uh, about our medical. Watch all of ER and House. <laughs> house yeah. might actually be interesting. Can I have the pill addiction if we're doing House? No. Oh. Would you like the red one or the blue one? The blue one. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember what the pills do. <laughs> red one takes you out of the matrix. Blue one leaves you inside. So you'd rather, oh yeah, you'd you'd rather stay and have the steak and. I would say I don't want <laughs> instead, the, instead of eating the goop. I don't want the oatmeal. <laughs> the, the, the goop, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, Mobile Suit Gundam. So we are in. We got six episodes in this in this binge. It is going to be a long binge. Uh, we would have recorded this a, a little bit sooner. Uh, you guys, you guys listening won't notice uh, because that all happens in the background. But we needed to find a a good time to record it that worked around everybody's schedules uh but at any rate so when we left off let's see we they did the they had the battle of solomon the battle of solomon um where uh zabi was no not giran um the big one the big arnold looking looking guy yeah he took dozel dozel zabi took control of the big zom and um basically massacred the Federation forces, mm -hmm. and then after that, uh, Slager uh, had a plan to merge the, uh, the G-Fighter with, um, with the Gundam, because the, the mobile armor had a special beam, anti-beam field around it. Star Trek nerds, you're going to know this more as shields. <laughs> and I thought it was called magnets. How do they work? Reverse. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, yeah, Dozo ends up killing Slager, uh, when he shoots, literally shoots the toenails, the toenail missiles. The claws, of, essentially. Yeah, they look like claws, but nails, essentially, into the, uh, the sides of the cockpit of the, uh, the G-Fighter. And, and just it, sort of popped him into space. It, it pops him into space and he just floats off, but if you really think about it, it's like, technically he wasn't, like... Not injured? quite dead yet. Not quite dead yet, but I mean, he may have floated yeah. off too fast before anybody could retrieve him, and uh, or at least to confirm whether he was actually injured in, or injured in the uh, decompression or what. Mm -hmm. But or yeah, maybe his suit was ripped. <clears throat> we don't we don't know, but he's dead. Um, All floating in space, wishing he was dead. Yep, doing a Sandra Bullock job, just was floating a, off. No, <laughs> I was actually thinking the very last episode of Fire. Well, here I am. <laughs> oh, uh, pet robot just woke up over there. He watches it with us. This is true. He does. The last few times we've binged, uh, we have commented on the pet robot making noise over there. Uh, but 
So, and also in the most recent episode, The Duel in Texas, <laughs> was the most recent episode we watched where Makuve uh, tried to confront Amaro, and, well, it went about as well as it does for anybody that goes up against Amaro. Aha! Your mobile suit is superior to my custom-made mech! Sneeze on it, die. Yep. Okay, I'm done. Uh, so, and, but, on the derelict Texas colony, colony uh, Char is also there. But he's more or less pushed to the side by Makuve, because Makuve is like, no, I have a plan. Yeah. You're just going to get in the way. He's like, okay, cool. And, the pl- and of course, Makuve's plan was, I am going to show up Char. And that goes about as well as it does for anybody that tries to go, tries to show up Char. <laughs> you try to show up Char, you become a red shirt. Yep. Even though Char is the one who wears red. Mm-hmm. But, uh... He, he's, no, except he's wearing next-gen red instead of original series red. Yes. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> so, uh, next episode, uh, when the, and also in the, in the recent uh, episodes, they started delving in a little bit, or touching on the topic of new types. Do I need to sit here and explain it? Or no, I imagine we're probably going to get going to get a lot more in the next uh, in within this binge. Uh, I sort of put put some of it together is that it's essentially like psychic Jedi sort of yeah, sort of stuff. Well, yeah, that's the that's basically the best way to describe it is take the Jedi powers and get rid of the ability to move shit around. It's no telekinesis. It's just the, the being mind reading, you know mind reading or predicting. People's moves based and, on and that sort of ca- stuff. And sensing other new types. I sense you, Highlander. There can only be one. There can be only one. <laughs> I know exactly who you're quoting. <laughs> the Kurgan. Yes. Uh, so, but yes. Uh, so the next episode is 37. Shar uh, and Sela. So we're going to get a little bit more about the former Zeon siblings. Wait, there's only six episodes, right? Yeah. yeah. Six episodes left. That means in six episodes that one scene that I know about is finally going to happen. <laughs> we can talk about it. When yeah. we, I'll make a note when we get there. So if it can... happens, if it doesn't happen, I'll be like, it didn't happen! Yeah. So, at any rate, uh, that's all for this, uh, for the intro. Uh, so, we'll see you after the binge. Thanks for listening to the Board to Death Binge Cast. You can contact us on social media, on Facebook or Twitter at BTD underscore BingeCast or email us at binge.cast at outlook.com. We are part of the CKCC Radio podcast community. Go ahead and check out our fellow podcasts like The Nerd Table, Jay Bunny's Music Hub, Ranking Tracks, The Stupid Sexy Podcast, Real Paranormal Talk, The Race Nerd Podcast, Motivational Moves, and Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk. CKCC Radio can be found through your podcast streaming platform of choice. Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and our home on Podbean. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe. Shoot us a comment if you want to. Thanks again for listening. And now, the binge is done, so let's get to the discussion. And we're back. The We are finished with the binge of my, of not my hero, uh, of wow. Sue Gundam. I'm, I'm sorry, my, my brain just somehow doesn't always cooperate with my mouth. With my hero Gundam? Yeah, my hero Gundam. <laughs> there's hey, there's there a crossover for you. Uh, I should get more familiar with uh, my, with my hero, so could then, and then, and Gundam, and write that fanfic. <laughs> anyway, um, so we got the, we got to the end, the... Conclusion. This is this would have been the conclusion of the one year war with this the is, armistice. This, this is a um, excuse me, real quick. Mm. Mm. We all gotta stay hydrated, you know. Yeah. Um, this is one part of the one year war that you're going to see. Uh-huh. Um, the ending to the one year war because we're with the uh, side stories that we're going to watch. You get to see different perspectives. Yeah, which is which is good. I, you know. I always do like being able to see events from from series with uh, from other perspectives like that. It's one of those things that I've always felt that the Star Wars universe should focus on more than just the same core group of characters that we always foc- that always get the focus the sky the Skywalker family well, and their and their friends. Yeah. It's one reason I liked Rogue One when it came 
so much when it came out because it focused entirely on uh, on people that weren't part of that core group. Um, well, uh, Rebels didn't have that core group. Yeah, uh, and and I and Rebels was was very good too for. And for pretty much that exact same reason is one reason I liked Star Wars Rebels so much is that it didn't just focus on the same group of characters all the time. No, no. The so the next one that we're going to watch is Eighth MS Team, which, with the exception of the first episode, takes place entirely on Earth. Okay, um, but let's not talk about Eighth MS Team and the side stories. Hey. Let's finish up. Which let's finish up with our discussion of the conclusion of Mobile Suit Gundam. Chris has just gone from one Gundam to a time skip to the future. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so overall, uh, before we get to talking about it, what are your overall thoughts of this particular anime? I do, I do like it. It's interesting to to watch an anime that predates all of the sort of anime tropes that became more common in later years. You know, we commented on it while we were watching that it doesn't have a whole lot of the same shonen anime tropes that go along that you usually would get in an anime like this that where it's like it doesn't follow the same sort of story or character arcs to the same extent that later series seemingly would i wouldn't call this anywhere near a shonen anime well that you get what i mean yeah i get what you're saying but uh that's just the one the closest comparison i have for the for for that sort of thing i'm not as I haven't watched nearly as much anime as, as the rest of you guys, but I've watched enough shonen anime to recognize some of the usual tropes that apply. You probably watched a lot more of like the more current animes, like from within maybe like the past like fifteen years. No, not even that. Really? Yeah, I mean, I I got into I, some of my first exposure to anime came from Toonami. Like a lot of people did. Like a lot of people. Um, and one of my favorites uh, that I got into later after I joined like an anime club when I uh, briefly uh, went, attended classes at uh, Nova. No, it, was, it wasn't it wasn't Nova. It was, while, it was during my one semester at the University of Maryland. That's when I got exposed to Rurouni Kenshin. Which is still one of my still one of my favorites. And you and I, Zeke, still gotta watch the live action. <laughs> oh, I'm joining in on that one. Um, but... But but at any rate, Gundam, Gundam. Um, I I did like it. The new type stuff. Yeah, they built up to it slowly, but I puzzled about the change in Char's uh, character after the new type stuff started started coming to, coming to come to the front because prior to that. We knew that his goal was to get revenge on the Zabi family. And then suddenly, after you know his time with Lala, he's like, no, now I want to usher in the age of new types. Because and, he sees new types as a form of human evolution. Mm. They, they kind of, like, not to, not to skip over again, but they kind of go into just a little bit more into that in Zeta Gundam with him. Mm. But it just it felt like it came, like the shift in his... And his motivations came out of left field. Granted, it was, it was for, only for like a couple of episodes in there, but at the same time, I'm like, it, it may have what? <laughs> it may have been a, a result of him having worked with Lala and seeing the potential of a new type. It's possible. Um, it just still felt really strange that it came out of, that it came out of left field like that. Oh, come on, what about the whiplash of him going back to hey, I want to kill those people again? Well, yeah, th- th- that's that's another thing. Um, like in the last episode, he then suddenly is like, "I'm gonna make yeah, the zombies still have to pay for their crimes," and he goes to kill Kaecilia. <laughs> I have a theory for Kaecilia. that. <laughs> what? Because like Amuro was talking to Lala. I have feeling Lala. Had a message in in Shaw's brain to go. Hey, you have mission. Follow your mission. And you have your own personal goals. Yes. Yeah. Don't you know? Don't overlook your own personal goals. I, I guess I guess so. But we never see anything like that with Shar. We we get some of the 
uh, Lala sending her little force messages from beyond the grave, like yeah. the like the pro, like, like the proto Jedi that she is. Yeah, <laughs> we can play anytime now. Yeah. Oh god, oh god. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a little bit well, weird. Like, like what I said before when we first started this was is that Star Wars is one of the main influences for. Yeah, and the new types. Yeah, yeah are you can see that there with the whole. Uh, being able to predict the predict the future or uh, predict a person's uh, actions uh, before they even before do it. before they even do it, you know we see that a lot more with Amuro, especially once he gets the Gundam uh, essentially upgraded and by the by Doctor Han. Well, by upgraded, it gets a magnetic coating so that way its joints move faster because mm. Amuro was fighting the. Uh, the Bravo uh, with Charlie Abul in it, who's mm-hmm. another new type, and as he's fighting him because of his own reaction time, Amro's reaction time, he's moving faster than the Gundam can actually move, and he shorts out the the, uh, the controls. Overheats the them. He well, overheats he, them, but essentially, but yes, same same basic idea. Well, you see the sparks flying inside the cockpit. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, and. I do. I did definitely pick up on that whole uh, new types are the, are the future sort sort of thing. I and mean, Shar even had a had a brief moment of that in his uh, sword fight with uh, with Amro in the last episode. And I was literally like, think looking at it, thinking they're literally having the lightsaber duel. Only they're not using lightsabers; they're using fencing foils, but <laughs> which don't have the little ball tip. Yeah, these were proper like live blades, not the. Uh, stuff that you would use in a fencing class. Yes, they get. Yeah, they kind of stab each other. Um, oh, and the pointy end goes and, in here. And furthermore, with the Star Wars parallels, Garen and the Solar Ray <laughs> it was literally the Death Star. Yeah, the uh, well, the so the um, it's called a, it's actually called a colony laser because it's literally a colony that they've taken, hollowed out, turned into a big ass laser. And, uh, it works very similar to the solar flare that uh, the Federation used in the Battle of Solomon. Yeah. I just love the ship going over the. It's solar like panel. get off and get yeah. out of there. Your the channel is lowering our output. You're lowering our output by point zero zero one. Get out of the way. I don't think they specified like but, how much it was lowered, but yeah, at the same time, it was like the ship, you the ship. Um, but it was like when Giran was first told that you know that the solar ray was operational. I was I was like. I literally turned turned to Zeke and Chris. I was like, "Now witness the power of this fully armed and operational battle station." <laughs> it was very much like a, and of course, it was also in the midst of all this that the explicit comparisons between Giran and Adolf Hitler were made in this freaking series. I, I wanted to kind of like bring that up earlier because I was, but I I kind of like I didn't reveal which character it was, but I said, "Yeah, one of the characters does get compared with." Hitler, but I'm not gonna say who it is, and we finally got to that. Yeah, um, base, and it was it was Garen's own father, Tegwin Zabi, who told him so basically it was like, "Have you are you familiar with with a man by the name of Adolf Hitler?" Yes, he was from the Middle Ages, wasn't he? <laughs> I was like, "Wow," but then again, this is future time, so yeah, you know, stuff gets stuff gets uh, recategorized as time goes on. Well, technically, they don't really specify when the Universal Century mm. first started, like what. Before the new, the new reckoning, yeah, basically came into came into came into being. Um, Zeke, what did you think of it, like overall? Uh, I I really don't like the new type towards the end because it seems like every time we turn around, like, bing 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 bing. Yeah, bing. it was all the like. Okay, yeah. you had two, which was cool, and maybe a third. Why is she becoming one of a sudden? Why is she becoming one of a sudden? Why is it? lost off messing with people's brains. But yeah. It, I, I was a little bit. I got. I get the impression uh, that new that new types is basically just literally the the in universe term for psychics, uh, and a lot of people in the in the universal century, especially people that were uh, born out in space, like what Shar, like Shar and Sela and and them, are more likely to develop new type abilities, but it's not necessarily confined just to them. You know. Was um, wait was Amro born on Earth or was he? Born? Amro was born on Earth, but he spent enough time um, in the uh, colony from 
okay. first episode. Okay. So, you know, there there you go. You know, he's still in his developing years, as it were. Was... And then the captain thing, was Umlo is now missing. He's like, oh, what was her name? Uh, uh, Shaw's wow. sister. No, Sailor. Sailor. Sailor, you're from the Xeon. You can do it. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's just like... You don't. You don't know that, <laughs> Captain. Why are you spewing nonsense? It, like, it, it did feel like they were going. They suddenly were pushing the new type thing a little bit too too hard. Uh, yeah, well, a little bit, but not enough to the point to where they're just trying to shove it down your throat. Like this is the new thing. Yeah, um, this is the new hotness. Everybody's everybody's got the got the new type powers now. And I, I have to say, the iconic. Pose for Gundam. I was a little disappointed by that. It's like, autopilot! Gundam points up and shoots! Why couldn't you use that earlier? Any other time you could put autopilot on? Probably because he didn't want to use it. He probably didn't have any reason to use it. Autopilot thing felt like it was more there in for the early stages when he was still developing his piloting skills. And then once his new type abilities started to wake up, Suddenly, he didn't need it anymore. But but he needed this because he knew that something was going to happen to the Gundam, and if he didn't get out of it before it got to this like one particular room, he may have gone down with the Gundam. Yeah. So, uh, plus the Gundam got off one last shot before it was pretty much completely crippled. Yeah. Well, basically, it was. Mostly melted by the by the Z by the by Jiang. the by the Jiang's laser, yeah. Um, and but the Gundam got one final shot at that and didn't really destroy it. It more like probably just like badly damaged it, and then Shaw, uh, Shar had to abandon it. Yeah. Um, but th- I did enjoy the series overall. It was good to sort of see the 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 defi- the definitive mecha anime. Uh, in its entirety, sort of thing, because this was literally the series that launched an entire genre. Not really. Well, they, well, there were mecha animes before that. It's just that they weren't as good. I guess I could say this is the one that basically codified everything about yeah. a mecha anime. Wasn't Robotech at the same no, time? No, Robotech right? came out afterwards. It came afterwards, okay? Because. Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. Uh, I went to this one anime convention, and one of the people who actually worked on Mobile Gundam, uh, I think it was one of the ones who was like the one of the mech designers for the anime, was there, and he went on to do Robotech. But the whole concept for Robotech, for the, like, the, uh, the suits for that, you know, transforming from jet to like halfway, mm-hmm. you know, with the arms, it's the jet with the legs and the arms sticking out, to a full robot form, that was his idea. Because okay. it was something that he had always wanted to see. And I'm like, wasn't Transformers out at that time? <laughs> I mean, you see that happen a lot where pe- where like creators will independently of one another come up with similar concepts and produce them about the same time. And yeah, inevitably one is going to be accused of being derivative of the other or ripping off the other or whatever. We saw that... Um, for example, with the raid, Redemption, and Dread, they were both made at the same time. The ideas were were conceived of independently of one another, but and due to production delays, Dread came out after the raid, and everyone's like, "Oh, this is just ripping off the raid." No, they were made at the same time, <laughs> and they came up with the ideas independently of one another. So, it's possible the whole uh, Transformers thing and the Robotech stuff, literally completely independently of one another. But possible. there you go. I do have one more complaint about the series. What? Who names their character Mulligan? Yeah, you really don't like that, do you? You uh, do know why, why? It means do-over, yes. So it's like, hey, Mulligan, go get my ship. But you know mm. that that is an actual name. Not is like it? not like a given name. It's a surname. Is it? I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. It was probably his last name. Because in the military, a lot of in the military, you technically get called by your last by, name first by your and your first name right. last. I would hate to be the last name Mulligan. Well, you know, there you go. No there, offense to anybody out there. Yeah, no offense to anybody. Is Mulligan. No, no offense to anybody out there named Mulligan. Uh, Zeke doesn't like your name. Well, I just want to know: Are they called duos in real life? I don't know. Possibly. But um, 
I mean, I had a teacher whose last name was Maxwell. Was they smart? Oh no, no, not Maxwell. Her her last name was Barton, and all every time, like like when I found out that she was single, I'm like, please adopt a boy and name him Troa. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, um, but I, they they wasn't there wasn't too much of the whole like day in the limelight stuff uh, before somebody died and and the series of episodes that we got there was maybe some a little bit uh, as they focused on uh, the last remaining zombies with Garen and uh, and Cassilia, but even they didn't they weren't quite humanized to the same extent that they sort of did with um, with Dozel or and especially not they weren't quite presented as sympathetically as somebody like Rambo Rawl. Mm-hmm. With that being said, we must ask the most important question. Who is your most favorite death of the whole franchise? Favorite death. But how do you mean... Like what someone you, that, you, you, that you... Like that you... You glad, you glad you get to see the character grow a little bit. You got to see... Like with mine, you know mine is Rumble Rawlsy. Yeah, Rumble Rawl is probably what I would go with also. Because they, they gave him a lot more attention before the final episode with him. And they presented him as the as a very noble character. You know, he uh, he was he's patriotic to to Zeon, but he's not a bad person. He treats his he treats his men well. He's a family man. You know, the, they gave him a lot of humanizing uh, uh, tr- attributes, especially in the and then they ramped it up a little a lot in that last ep- in his last episode like when he took so it. that you would really sympathize with his death it's just sort of like or you'd feel the emotional impact of his death like when he says this is the this is how all soldiers lives end mm. takes a grenade jumps out into the Gundam's hand and the grenade explodes as he lands I mean that's a, that's certainly a way to go out uh, I think my favorite in the six episodes we just saw not so much because he got humanized or anything, but because he really, really deserved it, was Gearing. <laughs> Shot point blank in the back of the head. By his own sister. Oh, God. I want to know how she snuggled with a gun that big. It was it was connected to her, her belt, much like what Shara carries around yeah, with them. Yeah, it's literally part of their uniform. That's just strange. Probably because she's a high rank... Probably because she's... Not just because she's a member of the Zabi family, but because... She's, she's a, a high-ranking high officer. officer. So of course it's like, are you gonna tell her no? You can't have that. So, guy, yeah, the higher the ranking, the officer, the bigger the gun. Sure. Okay. I mean, like I said, look what Shark carries around with him, and he's a captain. I like to imagine that the cane that we saw, or walking stick, or whatever that we saw, Gearin leaning his hand on a few times, was actually just a rifle <laughs> that he had that he had there. But I mean, he just I, never I mean, had a chance I mean, to shoot I mean, it. I mean, because of the way it sounded when he dropped it, when uh, when. Uh, Garma was killed, and then you just heard that that you know the typical clack 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 sound that a, you know a wooden stick would probably have going down. Don't 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 ruin don't ruin my my imagination. <laughs> I like I just like the idea that um, it was something more than. Well, that. it had a pointy end, so we'll go with that. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, um, oh, but w- while we're talking about the deaths of the zombies, we should probably also mention Degwin. <laughs> Because when the solar ray got fired, Degwin Zabi, the sovereign of Zeon, he's well. We saw earlier uh, in the in the binge that he wasn't happy with Girin's, uh warmongering. He basically was like, "This war has gone on too long. We we should, you know sort of thing." We should be, we should be working towards we uh, should be working towards peace. <laughs> and Girin's like, "Yeah, let's we'll, and there will be peace once we once we beat the Federation." It's like. No, that's not what he's saying. So he goes to meet with General Revel, the uh, who's the leader of the Federation. Well, uh, forces. He's, he's he's not really the leader, but you know he's of the Federation forces that are attacking Zeon. Yeah, so he's part of the Federation High Command. They they go to meet up and um, to talk, you know, peace negotiations to begin negotiations. Yeah, and right as their ships are meeting up. And not just their ships, but also like their fleets, because mm-hmm. they have you know their own escorts. And a part of the the fleet that Rebel was with um, was supposed to go at go to a Boa coup to take part in the final battle. Yep. And the beam from the uh, the solar ray the, from the colony laser 
hits both fleets and kills essentially everybody. Yep. There are remnants of like some uh, of the Federation fleet um, that survived it, but the a good chunk of their fleet was destroyed and General Revel was killed. In General Revel was killed. Degwin was killed, and when Kais- when Cassilia f- found out, she was like. What? Yeah, <laughs> Our dad's ship was where again? <laughs> and then, and then she basically asks Giran, "Did you know that the Great Degwin, which was the name of a ship, was there?" And he's and he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah." And <laughs> and you know, and the look she gave him because he could call it like the look of death. <laughs> That's the look that you're gonna die. And I literally was like, "I'm." Fully expecting her to be like, we'll get through this battle, and then once this battle is over, because you know, or once we got to finish the war, you know, present the United Front. This is how I interpret it in the moment. You know, it's like we have to present the United Front, but then once we win, I'm gonna kill you. What? She didn't wait that long. <laughs> she waited a few minutes before pulling the bullet in his hand. It's like, if anybody does not like this, steal it after the war. Yeah, so press charges you, after after the. You can file charges to, against me after the war, but not till after we're done here. Mm-hmm. And uh, when she's trying to escape, like this is after the Jiang's been destroyed, this is after the Gundam's been heavily crippled, and Shar and Amro finish their sword fight, which ends with Shar stabbing, essentially stabbing and breaking his sword in Amro's shoulder. And Amaro, Amaro manages to pierce his helmet and like through the mask, but it slowed it down long enough that it didn't wasn't a uh, fatal wound. Yeah, it just it just left a little cut. Um, and um, Char, having gotten a new helmet and a rocket launcher, floats up to the, the Zanzibar. Ship that, the Zanzibar that the, she was literally stealing his ship, <laughs> and he salutes her and goes. Arma, I'm sending your sister to you. This is my final gift. <laughs> and then, and she goes, "Is that Shar?" And he points it and <laughs> shoots it, shoots into the bridge mm-hmm. of the ship, and the the missile decapitates her. And after that, it explodes in the cockpit. And I guess all the ship systems were still going because the ship was still, you know, rising up out of a boa coup. And was actually opening fire on the surrounding Earth Federation forces. And then, in typical sort of uh, Michael Bay fashion, one ro- one rocket and everything everything explodes. <laughs> um, now, uh, do we want to talk about the uh, the death of the White Base? <laughs> White Base uh, also got uh, got damaged in the fight, and as it was touching down on Aboaku, uh, some enemy uh, Zaku. Or Doms, I couldn't tell it was, which one. It, was it doesn't matter, but you know they cripple its engines, so now it's stuck there. And so the White Base crew literally just grabs some rifles and rocket launchers themselves and prepares to defend the White Base. And, and they still not learn their valuable lesson. And not well, not only that, the the gun tank and the gun cannon also got uh, got shot down. So did the G the the G fighter. And that's I, a valuable I, lesson. I don't, actually, I think that one just like came in for a really rough landing to the point to where it wouldn't be able to take off again. Yeah, but uh, and they're all you know ready to just go out fighting until Amro basically uses the force like Luke Skywalker <laughs> to tell them all it's like here go you know tells Sela you know go this way and you'll get to the white base and then tells all the white base crew you have to abandon the ship. It's like, Guys, stop defending the ship. Leave now. It's going to explode. Well, I don't know that he necessarily told them that it's going to explode. That he's like, you need to evacuate. We need to evacuate now. So they do, and then it then it blows up. So and he then flies flies in uh, in the core fighter, which was also damaged. Well, while he's receipt while he's getting directions from uh, Cats, Let's, and Kika, the, and the war t- orphans, and they're basically telling, okay, turn left here. All right, now go right. Keep going. All right. Three, two, two one, one. Zero. And then there's an explosion, and you see the core fighter come hurling out of this one uh, docking area in a boa coup. And he, Amuro comes out, and he essentially abandons the core fighter before basically saying goodbye to uh, Lala, but, uh, but also yeah. saying, you know, we can, we can be together anytime you want. Um, and and then like, he rejoins yeah. the white base crew. 
Yep, and that's a scary thought. Have, be, having a force ghost in your head. We could be together anytime you want. Does that mean that one day she's gonna wake him up with a bullet to his head? I don't know how, but maybe. Force ghost powers. <laughs> no, it would probably be more like a ghost blowjob, like in Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we always come back to that one for some reason. But no, but well, no, it's, it's because it's the thing that always stands out to me that, you know, it's like, how did this get a PG, only get a PG rating because they didn't have anything, anything, anything between PG higher. and R. But, uh, but, well, the thing is that, like, she essentially does reappear to him every so often, but it's usually, like, in his in his head. It's not like... Is she blue? No. She's that's, like I said, it's not like the for, a force ghost where you can physically see them. It's only in his head. Only like a voice kind of thing. Okay. Um, but... It's it's like it's like Obi-Wan when uh, Luke... Run, Luke, run! No, no, or, well, that and when he's in the, the, the trench and he goes, Use, use the, the force, Luke, Luke. And all you can hear is his voice. It's like that. Well, he was also brand new at the whole, uh, you know being a ghost after death he probably hadn't yet mastered how to physically manifest like he would in uh empire but uh, and it, why are we talking about star wars let's get back to like, that well, like I said, like well, they have lightsabers lasersabers yeah, force ghost powers je- uh new type power yeah to me tomorrow like, like i said you see the similarities yeah i do i do it's very very clear and um because i they said that in Japan, um, Gundam is about as successful as what Star Wars is here. I believe it. And, um, and I'm talking about in terms of merchandise also. Yep, I, well, I believe it. <laughs> or, or as, as what Yogurt said, merchandising, merchandising, where the real money from the movie is made. <laughs> you guys scale me on uh, very, very deep You know level. what we're talking about. Oh, I know what you're talking about, but you guys did it in sync. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, he and I are on the same wavelength a lot of the time. Um, what else is there? Um, the walk in the hard place. You guys want to talk about that? What? When you want your protagonist? Oh, the the the, 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 the ju- catch twenty two of a likable uh, antagonist kind of thing. Well, not the likable antagonist. The the people that you like on the ship, and then your hateable antagonist being related to each other, and you're like. Oh, I don't want her to feel so bad because of her Oh, you're talking about like Sela and yes! Char. Okay. You want, like, I wasn't sure exactly what you were talking about when we were watching when you just said make a note of this. I was like, okay. Because <laughs> like, you, you want Char to get his just as earth, but then yeah. you're like, because you're, oh, like, you're like, he is, you're you're thinking he is way too good. He needs to, he needs to get some comeuppance. Yes. And he never really does. It's like, if, yeah, he's a great pilot, and but he's up against Amaro, who just starts becoming better. Like, he even noticed that when they were fighting together outside of a boa coup with Sharon the Jiang and Amaro the Gundam, where he goes, is this even the same pilot? He's, he's gotten better. He doesn't know that the Gundam was given a little bit of an upgrade. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the closest... Yeah, I get it. That's the closest Shar ever really gets to getting defeated. But if you... I mean, even that... But even that, then, it's like he gets damaged and he retreats from battle... And he's still managing to pull off all of his schemes. Like, he manages to set up Garma for getting killed. He manages to set up... Well, it's not so much set up Makuve for being killed, but it's mm. just sort of like, he's there to help Makuve. Makuve's like, no, and Char's like, all right. All right, cool. I'll, <laughs> um, I'll go hang out over here. Yeah, uh, and that was literally... I think him, his taking out Makuve was literally just to uh, weaken Cassilia a little bit. Yeah, because he was more loyal to Cassilia than any of the other zombies. Yeah, um, but yeah, I get what you're saying, Zeke. That it feel it does feel like Shard never really got well, that. Not, that I wanted to get what he wanted, but at the same time, I didn't because I didn't want because I because I, I, like, he was a bad guy or an antagonist rather. Mm-hmm. Um, but the sister, I felt bad for the sister because you you go attach these characters, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I I didn't want her to go through the hardship. Of losing a brother. Yeah, it's like, I, like, I get oh! it. I get it. Well, yeah, especially at that one point in time where because Char had disappeared completely and she didn't even know if he was still alive, so she asked that one Zeon soldier, hey, do you know where Char is? He goes, yeah, he was reassigned. And that's, yeah, okay. Well, th- and that's just sort of typical familial love there. Yeah, that's why you, you, you don't want the, you because you go to the it's like It's like, I want you to, I don't want you to win, 
but I don't see a way for you to not win without dying, and you dying is going to make her sad, and yes. I don't want her to be sad. The catch twenty two. I get what you're saying so, now. Um, I have to go back to what the uh, remember, if you remember what I said, what Tomino's original concept was for the show, and this was put into manga form. <clears throat> was is that uh, the original plan was uh, Amuro and Sailor were supposed to hook up, and. Um, Halfway into the series, Amuro was supposed to die. And Char, uh, because, you know, Amuro dying kind of like ruined his plans a little bit. Because he was going to, you know, let Amuro essentially defeat uh, Principality of Zeon so that he could then take over. Well, because Amuro was killed by another Zeon soldier, Char actually joins the White Base crew. Huh. Where he gets his own Gundam painted in his makes, colors. Makes some sense then why he was given a lot of those sort of uh, rivals, you know, you know, protagonist sort of vibes to him. Yeah. Now, if because, that was the original plan, it makes more sense why there were a lot of those character ty- characteristics to the character. Exactly. So, um, after he joins the White Base crew, Sela tells him, you know, like, you're my brother, I love you. But because you killed Amuro, I can never forgive you. So he ends up fighting alongside the White Base crew up until the Battle of Boa Coup. And after the Zabi family is killed off, he retake he takes over the, the principality of Zeon, and the White Base crew has to fight Shar that, at at that point. Okay, would have been been for an interesting uh, take on things, I, I imagine. You know, the funny thing is, if they actually reboot the Gundam franchise, like they've been rebooting everything else, well, suppose, and they go with that. Well, supposedly the uh, the director of uh, Mobile Suit Gundam: The Origin wants to remake the original Mobile Suit Gundam because a lot of people. As what I said before, it's a product of its time, right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about in terms of the animation, animation. maybe some of the humor. Uh, I've actually heard some people say that the reason why they don't want to watch this is because of the animation quality. I'm like, well, what do you expect? It was 1979. Yeah. Well, they can watch the old Transformers, though. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I, I think that the, anybody that basically is like, you know, I'm not going to watch that because the animation sucks. But, you know, I'll watch old school Transformers any day. It's like, no, no, you don't get to basically say that because the animation is basically the same. Except one was American. One one, was yeah, Japanese. literally that is the only difference. Um, it's like you don't, you don't get to poo-poo on Gundam because its animation is old while, while basically saying that uh, Transformers, Transformers animation is still good. So he wants to basically go and... Or rather watch that without commenting on the, on the animation sort of thing. And the animation errors. But there's more of those in Transformers than in Gundam. Yeah. But anyways, um, so the uh, <laughs> the uh, the director for most of Gundam: The Origin has said that he wants to go back and actually remake uh, the original one. Okay. You know, with like you know Mo- more, modern more modern animation, animation and everything. Because like it, when we maybe a, maybe some sli- yeah better character design or like tweaks to the appearance rather not so much. Well, the but character really. design. Well, the character designs in Gundam: The Origin they still stick to like the original character designs, just that they're updated with today's animation. Okay. Um, and the mobile suits are all represented in uh, through uh, CGI, but everything else is you know typical. I'm hand. somehow not surprised about that. But but it, but, but it looks really good. Um, and um, another thing is that uh, if we go back to the very first episode, no, not the very first episode, the second episode when uh, Sela. Fr- uh, see Char and is surprised to see him. There was actually a little bit of a gap between when she last saw him and that time. Hence the reason why she almost didn't recognize him, and that's why she told him take your mask off. She wanted to see if it was actually him or not. Yeah, because um, she didn't know what happened to him after he joined the Principality of Zeon. Yep. So yeah, there's there's that little bit of character development right there. Okay. Well. Um... But regardless, uh, definitely did enjoy seeing seeing the series. Yeah, as you say, product of its time. Animation quality doesn't hold up to modern to modern stuff. But what could? And we, now after we, now we did watch after this, thirty year thirty plus years. <laughs> now we did watch this on Blu-ray, and I gotta say, it does it does look yeah. 
the Blu-ray quality for uh, the original Mobile Suit Gundam does look really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, same goes with a lot of the other ones that came out that they put on Blu-ray. Uh, you know, they look a lot sharper. But, um, uh, Zeke, I gotta ask you this one. Because mm. uh, I know how much you love mechs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're the, you're the mech guy. <laughs> how did you feel about the Gundam's ending? I'm not talking about the anime, I'm talking about the suit itself. What, you mean the melting point? Yeah. I didn't like it. I mean, it's a good story piece, yes, but like I said before, the way that it did is like walking out of autopilot and pointing the gun up and shooting as part of his arm and body gets melted. But, but what was going through your mind as its arm gets shot off, its head gets shot oh, off? Oh, dude, that's your serious. That's your mech destroying. Like, it's awesome. It's cool. Yeah. But my question here is, the Gundam main camera is in the head. Yeah. No, no, he he had a spare one. There was like a, apparently like a uh, an extra one somewhere. Probably uh, somewhere on the ch- on the chest front. Probably. Um, but it's like again, the primary one is from the head because probably because when you're in the, the suit, which in the mobile suit, which is human shaped, it probably makes it a lot easier for you to. Uh, Navigate with when the camera is head mounted. I do wish I got to see a Pacific Rim moment from it though. Which what kind of Pacific Rim? Moment? You remember when they're fighting the giant last boss right. and they're like limping with the mech? You're like ah, I'm just gonna get there. I want to see that with a little bit of Gundam. <laughs> His leg think... melted, just limping a little bit forward. Like, I can still get there. I think you do see that. I just can't remember where. I am very surprised though they didn't do the whole I'm never going to pilot Gundam again story kind of thing. Because oh, when he when he tried to like run away, you know. On no, Earth, no, not or... when he tried to run away. When he killed Lala. Oh, the emotional damage. Cause yeah, that's true. That's your, that's one of your stereotypical tropes that they didn't play up. Well, the thing is that he knew that he had to finish out the war. Mm-hmm. So, like, and plus he was still trying to, because he blamed Shar for bringing her into the war. Mm-hmm. Technically, he told him he was like, you know, like, why did you bring Lala? Into the war, because you know? well, and especially because yeah, it's it's emotionally distraught, and I'm never going to pilot Gundam again. Would make more sense, I think, if it had been, uh, if it had been earlier in the series mm-hmm. after he killed somebody for the first time, sort of thing. Somebody that, because somebody that he got to know though. Like, yeah, like maybe after Rambaral, you know, yeah. after he had a chance to see meet Rambaral, realize this guy is a Zeon. But he's not a bad person. It's like that's that from, you know. It's like the line from Record Ralph: "You are a bad guy, but you are not a bad, bad guy. guy. <laughs> you are a bad guy, but this does not make you a bad guy." <laughs> um, I would say that the, the mech destruction was very nice. Yeah, I did like um, how they sort of showed the difference between the 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 Jiang and the and the Gundam in that final confrontation, like. Uh, the Gundam gets a gets the the blow in on uh, on the Jiang and it's and it starts to blow up and the head just detaches and then it shoots shoots the head off the Gundam but the Gundam's like I don't need the head bye, 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 bye. <laughs> I was half expecting like a Gurren Lagan moment where <laughs> you know like the, like the I gotta get back I gotta get on that one <laughs> get, um, the, get the the head and just put it on your own head <laughs> I'm taking over your Gundam you're taking over my Gundam who the hell do you think you are <laughs> do you remember in Eighth MS team when one of the Gundams had its head knocked off. It's been a long time. Like we're talking about nineteen years plus here, dude. You really think we'll memorize that? I barely memorized what I had for dinner last night. What did you have for dinner last night? <laughs> Food. <laughs> <laughs> or speaking of like mechs decapitating, Genlock. Remember when they mm-hmm. first encountered the the Nemesis and uh, what's her name's uh, mech's uh, head gets knocked off mm-hmm. and she starts freaking out. <laughs> Trying to even think, but which is my favorite mech death? I don't have to think that one through because there's so many good ones. Yeah, are we talking about in terms of mobile suit? Any mech death? Any mech death? Yeah, I'm not. I don't know that I could really pick one. I don't know. I kind of like the infinite wipe on uh, Big O. I gotta rewatch Big O. I gotta get him to watch Big O. Well, hey, one thing I would say about Gundam: no disrespect against Gundam. Gundam was really good with the sounds. But something about the big old walk just did not... Like, the Gundam walk was good, don't get me wrong, 
but it doesn't ring to me like the big O walk did. That's because they, they implemented something that's not really seen in a whole lot of mech animes. Gravity. <laughs> this is true. If you, it's like it's like it's like in the uh, the last Power Rangers movie when they finally form the Megazord and it's not moving all fast and shit like it was in like the nineties TV shows. Because mm-hmm. um, it's a big giant fucking robot. Yeah. <laughs> Those things are heavy. Well, in this in this case, it's like yeah, it has gravity working against it. They're not gonna show that science in a nineteen seventies anime. Well, I know that's just the sound though. Like some of yeah. the moving parts, they sound really good, but. There's something about that sound. I think that the I think that the sound effects that they use for the suits walking in the later ones sound better than the ones that they oh, yeah. the sound effects that they had in uh, the original Mobile Suit Gundam. Oh yeah. Well, um, that sounds like a cast by itself. The sound effects of animes. I do I do like when the, when they put they put the extra work for that sort of mm-hmm. stuff in. So I co- I commented on that like the little things like you, they they show the, the the ships like docking and the conversion stuff going on. I'm like that's I appreciate that they actually went to the trouble of showing that when they could just as easily just hand waved it away. Oh, yeah. So what was your least favorite moment from this? Mm. Like was there any any point during the anime that kind of took you out of the anime? I mean, the closest thing was just like this shift in in Char's motivations. That was the third it, act. it just felt really, really weird to me. The third act. I, maybe it's because I'm getting used to this anime style now that we have now, where it's action, 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 a little bit of dialogue, a little bit of story, action, 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 action. The third act, you have good amount of action, a good amount of dialogue in the first and the second act. Mm-hmm. When we're getting from they left back into space, it felt like they were just kind of dragging a little bit more each time. And that's why I was at the point where I'm like, please, make it end! Well, if you remember, they were originally aiming for 50 episodes. And the show was facing cancellation, so they said, wait, let us finish the show off first, so that way we can at least have a proper ending. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll end the show. But that's why I think my... That's what I think I think the mo- I hate the most was that third act when they left space, back into space... And it just kept dragging slowly. The lead up slowly. to like the Battle of Solomon and everything. Yeah, and when you get the, back to the Battle, Battle of Solomon, you got back to the the action with some story. But it was like the lead up to it just took too long. Yeah, it's like the it's like the pirate I can, movies. I can sort of see that. Pirate movie one, Pirates of the Caribbean, good. Pirates two, which I don't remember the name of it. It was a bridge for the third movie. We Dead Man's Chest didn't yeah. need it. Well, and the problem what, with the with the the second two Pirates movies is that it was a two part trilogy. And that's why I was thinking... I, and, I, and I hated, and I still hate, two-part trilogies like that. And that's why I was thinking, that's why I compare the third act to it. It's the second Pirates movie. We could have got some more, like, flashbacks, or maybe a montage of some sort, showing... There were a lot of flaws with the later Pirates movies. Well, um, actually, actually, you know what I was thinking of? The, the, the Matrix sequels. That's another one. Because <laughs> another two-part trilogy. Because, like, I remember seeing. And, I think it was this. I think it was Matrix Reloaded, the second one. Mm-hmm. And the majority of the time, I was like, "This didn't need to be made. This did not need to be made at all." Sorry for anybody <clears throat> who's a Matrix fan. I'm sorry. But I am. A, you're talking to a Matrix fan here, but even I recognized the sequels were flawed right seriously flawed and i think part of it was just that the wachowskis had so many ideas that they wanted to put into the matrix universe because they there had been other stuff that was considered that is considered canon in the matrix universe like uh the matrix the animatrix there were comics that were on the matrix website and like short stories that were written there as well um and all of that's you know that stuff sort of explored more stuff within the within the Matrix universe. They didn't all focus on Neo or the or the crew of the Nebuchadnezzar. Um, but it's like when they were making the, they got the green light to make the Matrix sequels. They were like, we have all these other ideas that we want to make that we want to put into the Matrix Matrix universe. So it's like werewolves and vampires and angels and all this other and all this other stuff that they they were all real they were part of a previous version of the matrix i was like wait 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 okay that's cool and at the time i thought no at the time i thought it was awesome but it's like over time i've i came to i came to recognize just how you know that that just didn't work younger jay yay oj why no less why and just eh, could have been uh done a whole lot better 
But uh, I'm trying to think of what the weakest part of it for me was. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm with you, Zeke, that it did feel like they dragged things out a little bit at certain points mm-hmm. that, where it didn't really need to. But Now, yeah. do you feel like it could have gone for... You know, up to 50 episodes, or are you fine with where it ended? I'm fine with where it ended. Fine with where it ended. Maybe ended a little bit sooner in my case. Like, cut out. Yeah, yeah you were really, really. Um, <laughs> you were just. Because you wanted to, you want to get onto 8th MST. Well, not just that. It's just like, it's so hard to get into something that was dragging so hard. And hey, that's why. Zeke, no offense, but this is how I feel about the CW Arrow. DC oh, dude, shit. do not get me wrong. And you, like, if anybody heard our last binge cast, we always determined that Arrow season two is where it should end it, not um, season seven. He, he means he means the ramble cast about the shared universes. Go watch, go watch slash listen listen to those. By sure, the way, I understand what you mean. That's why, like, when we were watching Batwoman, it's like, why are we still watching this? Like, you see, you see, for me that was see for me that was with a lot of the other ones though, because like for me it just dragged on and. I know Flash is supposed to be about the fastest man alive, but it felt like his show was too freaking slow. <laughs> Only when he was in costume. Keep that in mind. But we gotta get back on the Gundam. Yes. But, um, okay, so, um, how did you guys feel about the character development for this one, Dick? Do you think it had a good character development? It felt a little up and downy to me at times. Like, Amaro. Okay, and I understand some of Amaro's character development in the early early part of the series was uh, down to him, you know, dealing with the battle fatigue and and, and all of that. Um, it felt like he he went from being uh, exhausted and jerked to you know back to you know to to normal, and it just felt like he, I think his body adjusted to it. Probably, it's, it's, but it, at the same time, it felt like a little bit. It's like it's weird like going, it's like me. going from like night crew to day crew. You know, yeah, okay. You, we're used to going to work at like, you know, like five, six o'clock in the afternoon, and then suddenly your boss is like, "Hey, you're on morning shift now. You have to be in here at eight a.m." Or, in the, or I can actually point to something like that. When I was working at the at the help desk at, at my job, I had previously been working the afternoon shift. I would come in at two, and I would leave at like ten thirty, uh, and that worked suited me fine because I'm not a morning person. Never have been. Never will be. And then, granted, this is uh, something I deliberately chose. Uh, but when I then went to the twelve went to the twelve hour shifts, I had to be there at six a.m. and having having to you know make the adjustment to to get to getting to bed earlier and getting up earlier like that was a real struggle. I don't think me. you ever made that adjustment. As much as I live with you, um, I think you still well, it, have that problem. Um, well, and like <laughs> well, just it's down to again. I am not a morning person. And it's just my current job. Uh, I do have to be there at like eight at eight a.m., which is better than having to, which which is better than having to be there at uh, at six. But when I was going in at six, I was also uh, had like a half hour drive out to McLean, uh, which is like a thirty like thirty minutes or so. So I was getting up at like four thirty. Um. So, is there anything that you would have changed about this? Hmm. Besides the really. besides the I, third act, I don't know exactly. Um, if we had wires creation, or if there's anything that we could just like, if we want to make this better, like, how okay. do you mean change? Okay, story stays the same. Mm-hmm. How do you you know if if you are allowed to like shorten lengthen it, however as much as you however much you feel is you necessary? What would you have taken out? Would you have compressed anything? Would you have Dragged, dragged some stuff out. How would you have compressed the third act? I'm sorry, dude. I would rather see that as a like a maybe two or two or three uh, small short episodes showing time skips going forward. Like, hey, we made here. Here's an important document. Oh, here's another important document. Not the what was it seven eight episodes for that? I think it was. Are we talking about like when they went to side six? When we left well, after we left. Earth. Uh-huh. And then they got to... I think... Not, a little bit after Side 6. The Side 6 is where they started picking up a little bit more on the action. Because mm-hmm. well, it was after Side 6. Um, they had the little confrontation outside Side 6. And then there was the Battle of Solomon. Yeah. That's what they just, started... Do, 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 and then do, do, do. I... Like, they started getting you information along with action sequences. That's why I think... Do a montage between those two points. 
Okay, I could sort of see that a little bit. But if I had four wires creation, I would say the general 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 Ramsey? No. Rebel. Rebel. Well the Santa looking guy? The blue the blue gun in the suit. The oh, Rambaral. General Rambo. He wasn't would, a general, but Rambaral. He would not die. He would have found his way back to the the last fight, and he would have been the reason why the uh, the uh, Zion would fall. Except there's just one problem with that. He's more of a. I think he was more of a uh, uh, fighter on Earth. Like I think he chose. I think he preferred to fight on Earth rather than space. in ZRG. Yeah. Like like whereas like the um, it's kind of like the uh, the Black Tri Stars. I think they're more effective in space than they were on the ground. And that's why they got chumped so easily. So easily. That's why I said if I had full wise creation, I would have done that way instead. Mm. Use Shaw as a, a puppet master in the background instead. Like him manipulating things. From the I mean, if, if I would say if this had gone for the full 50, you could still end, you know, at, well, episode like 42 is where uh, Abaku falls and the zombies are defeated. And then the last eight episodes... Uh, Char basically then goes back to the Principality of Zeon and takes it over. And then, yeah, you have the fight against him in the last few episodes. That's the that's the only way I could see them sort of bringing that, that thing from the original plan back in. Yeah, that probably would have worked, but, you know, I, I probably... But I'm glad with... I'm fine with how it ended, without how it ended here. Yeah. Um, I mean, so am I. Um, but I am kind of curious as to what it probably would have been like if they had like the original, gone with the gone with the original plan of uh, like what I brought up with uh, one of the previous videos or recordings of uh, Zeon was going to have more exotic looking mobile suits and because um, I do I do would have liked to see that but a, a lot of like, those but then the, all the ships and everything there was already so much to keep track of as it was <laughs> you couldn't get over the lizard looking ship the, the ship of like the yellow wet, the, wet, the yellow eyes and it was red did you guys see the, the lizard ship in the last battles I think so I'm like is that, that's a lizard ship it's just like yellow eyes looking right at you as it's coming to kill you <laughs> a little salamander kind of thing yeah <laughs> um, but um but a lot of those mobile suit designs were recycled and brought into Zeta Gundam. Okay, well, so, you so that's something to look forward to whenever we get around to handling that one. I know you're not looking forward to it because 50 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe by then but my, maybe, my maybe, binge maybe, would be a little bit Well, maybe, maybe it'll, the action will move a little bit better for you hey. so we don't get dragged down. We won't be doing stuff. six episodes constantly. No, then. we're not going to be doing that. <laughs> We'll be sticking to four or five. We only did six with this one because we literally just... That was how many episodes were left. Mm-hmm. It would have made, made le- far less sense to break it into like three and three. True. Or watch five and just leave the one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's a binge cast special. One episode. Go! Um, um, but... but uh, oh, uh, there was something that I was going to bring up in the previous one, but I honestly completely forgot to bring it up. Um, I don't know if, I can't remember if this was in the original script for the Side 6 episode where, um, they're fighting outside Side 6 uh-huh. and Tim Ray is watching the battle and he's like, yay, the Gundam, you know, and he's sitting there cheering for it and everything and then he just runs off. In the, in, in the original script, it called for that as he was supposed to run out of his little house and run down the stairs. As he was running down the stairs, he trips and falls and hits his head and dies. Mm. So, hence why... I'm kind of glad they didn't put that in. That would have just been way too dark. <laughs> so, so, that, so, like, after that, you don't see Tim Ray again ever after that. Granted, yeah, I know you don't really see Amaro's mom again after that, but she's on Earth. Mm. And, uh, and she's very clearly wants nothing to do with the war at all. No. Um... <clears throat> Only is really involved in that she's caring for people that have been hurt by the by the fighting, civilians specifically. But yeah, specifically civilians. But uh, yeah, um, but yeah, I think that uh, sort of sum, sums things up. Uh, we're not sure exactly when we're going to start recording the next uh, the next installment in the whole damn saga. Uh, we do know that it's going to. We are going to. Do the side stories from the one year war. Yeah, so I managed to convince uh, Jay here to do all the one year war 
shows, so that way we can it's, yeah, it's, it's, we it's, can focus on stuff that Zeke especially wants to wants to see. Not just the stuff I want to see. It's just short episodes, short, and short, shorter, really uh, good animation. And the first time I ever saw anime titties. Eight them as team, ladies and gentlemen. If you've seen it, you know what he's talking about. You know the funny thing is, I married a redhead, and the first pair of anime titties was a redhead. It was a very defining moment for you. Apparently, they were good titties. <laughs> Um, but, you know, we'll probably, we've sort of discussed a couple of other mecha animes we may, or, or anime-esque things that we may, uh, do as well. You and me, Zeke, we want to get you, Chris, to watch, to watch Genlock. I've already said I wanted to check it out. Yeah. Uh, so maybe, you know, uh, and, and then there's the big O, you guys both, you you guys both want me to, to check that out. I've heard good things about it, so... I'd be down for it, but we have a lot of other stuff on our on our plates. The pages uh, just keep getting bigger and bigger. And bigger. <laughs> it does. I mean, the more we do, the more we knock out. You know, mm-hmm. and I just yeah. figure, I figure out a way to focus fire more often because we're, we're all over the place. It's all binges. We need a focus fire right now. I I kind of agree, uh, but I'm fine with us you know doing that stuff as and when we can, uh, based on everybody's schedules. Um, we may t- we may do something like we did with Fire Force, where we st- we check it out and then just continue watching it off off uh, recording. Although once once you and I Z catch up on Fire Force, maybe do like a do a catch up uh, podcast thing. Chris, where want, we talk about Chris will probably join for that. Yeah, Chris he, will. He's enjoyed that. I'm pretty sure he's going to love the donkey. <laughs> the donkey. I've already seen the donkey. <laughs> uh, you know, but. Uh, at any rate, I think that about some... Oh, some, uh, would you guys recommend this for, to anyone? If they're into Mecha stuff, I would say check it out. Right. Because it's the defining Mecha anime. You have to watch your history to be able to know where you come from. I've had Who are you that do not know your history? Because I'm in a Gundam group on Facebook, and one of the questions I see the most um, in that group is, you know... Uh, what's the best way to watch the Universal Century stuff. And I literally sit there and go through, like, everything in terms of, like, chronological order. Uh, you know, starting with mostly Gundam the Origin and then working your way as much as... Nobody wants me to say this, G-Savior. I don't know anything about <sighs> that one, so I but, can't judge. God, this is about as bad as Gundam AIDS. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'm gonna need to talk to you about that one later. <laughs> but yeah, I would say if you are a fan of Mecha stuff, you should definitely check out Mobile Suit Gundam because it is the the Mecha anime that codified an entire genre. It is you know it as as Zeke said, you got to know your history, sort of, sort of thing. You know, I I would I'm not saying it's necessarily. I can't because I haven't seen a whole lot of other mecha animes to compare it to, but you still should check it out because it's the one that's that started it's, it all. Like what I said in the first episode, it's an iconic. It's franchise. iconic, exactly. But it's a creature of its time. It is. It is. It is that. It is a product of its time. You can't. You can't get past. Some people won't be able to get past that, and you know I can't really do anything to change that for them. It's but it's a. It's still a war story. It is a war story. I think that's why I like G Gundam more than I like Gundam. Even though I love this, don't get me wrong. G Gundam's story I thought was a little bit better with the tournament arc. Then <laughs> we have two wars going here and here. Have fun. Yeah. Well. I think that about uh, wraps things up uh, for this edition of the Binge Cast. So, for uh, Chris and Zeke, I'm Jay. And that concludes our binge of Mobile Suit Gundam. And we'll see you with the next binge.